Now, it's time for Inspirational Women, and my guest is Natalie Rostokian, an Armenian woman who was an actress and TV host in Lebanon and left all of that life behind, moving to Quebec a decade ago, and she is now a Canadian. Natalie seems to always be on a quest, that is, to always be learning and to make a difference in the world. To that end, Natalie is now an author and is going to join us to talk about her first novel, Masks, Fame, Betrayal, Passion. Natalie Rostokian, good morning, and thank you so greatly for being with us today. Hello, Kate. Good morning to you and to all the listeners in Seattle, Washington. Thank you for having me. It's such an honor to be on your show, and um, it's a wonderful morning, and I hope that all of the listeners will enjoy our conversation, and of course they will. They are with Kate Daniels, but I hope the conversation about my book will be interesting enough to get their attention. I am trusting so because I find that uh, just the little that I know of you, which in a way might be a lot because it comes through in your book, Masks, Fame, Betrayal, Passion. But in the little that we chatted before we actually started this uh, conversation on air, Natalie, you were telling me that uh, you're actually a nerd. You are a beautiful woman when we look at you physically, but that uh, in your brain you are a nerd. And I think that that is just so fascinating. Well, well, I'm, I'm okay. I'm, I'm okay doing because, you know, plastic surgeries play a good part. I mean, thanks to Botox and, you know, and hair and everything, it plays a part, I think. But I don't see myself pretty. I just keep on working on myself because deep down inside, I have always been the nerd. And I see myself how I was when I was a teenager and with my dreams coming true, being a public figure. And deep down inside, I am always a nerd. It doesn't matter. However, my physical, I mean, appearance is, I will always be a nerd. I think that's what makes me work harder and harder to reach my goals in life. I probably think that's a fact. <laughs> I don't know if you agree with me. So just to clarify then, when we use that term, a nerd, that it's about being really curious and studying and researching, uh, kind of learning a lot, that is a very positive thing, correct? Well, uh, it depends uh, to whom you're asking the question to. If you ask me, of course. For me, I mean, education and learning and studying is just food to the soul and the mind. But uh, to a lot of people, I mean, it might be a waste of time. But for me, I always love to learn more and study more. And I think as much as I get degrees, I want to get more degrees. And uh, I want to study more and learn about other cultures. And uh, for me, it's like enjoyment. Uh, that's why I just, even in my book, I was just... Uh, trying to write a lot of things about like preaching my ideas and my editor David Antrobus, uh he's amazing by the way I just told me like stop preaching in your book you cannot do that this is a novel you know you cannot do that so even in my book I just had to uh, step on the brakes and stop doing that in my book like stuffing a lot of ideas everywhere. And when we changed it to conversation in the characters, it just became, I think, uh, more interesting for the readers uh, to know 
things clearly rather than preaching out the things that I have learned and seen and knew in life, uh, the life that I lived. And, you know, that's kind of the, uh, what, the foundation of this show of Inspirational Women is sharing stories, that it's through stories that we really learn. So, you know, I think that uh, your editor probably had uh, a lot of wisdom there, and you obviously followed it because in the book Masks, you're sharing a story. It is fictional, and yet it uh, certainly connects with your life, doesn't it? In a way, yes. You're correct. It, uh, it shows that you had read the book very well, Kate, from the beginning to the end. Yes, it is. It is some way related to my life. And um, when I came here to Canada, I just um, thought that it would be a good chance for me to write about it because uh, we have to show to the rest of the world how women are treated, especially as public figures. How do we feel as public figures on the screen? And it has nothing to do with the media that they show on on the television, in the news, over here in the States. And even when I watch the TV series, the shows, and I see, I mean, uh, pictures of Lebanon or whatever they show, it's completely different. So I think that... Um, I might be the first public figure who left everything behind, came to Canada and wrote the book, but I'm not going to be the last. There will be others to follow me because once the truth is out there and uh, we talk more about it and we have the courage to tell people what's going on, first of all, um, we will give them a reason to the abusers to stop doing what they do and uh, for us as women to be more courageous like Me Too movement because um, I think that uh, women over there and public figures in Lebanon and in the Arab world, um, if they are ambitious and they are trying to reach to be at the top, uh, men are always uh, try to dominate them, to uh, criticize them. And it doesn't matter where we are, Kate. I mean... Um, it doesn't matter how powerful we are, how much money we have, how successful we are. Even if we are on television, uh, I'm not talking about the housewives. That's a completely different issue because there I, we will have uh, less rights as women, regardless what religion you believe, you believe in. Although in Christianity we have more rights, but I'm talking about the rights of the country. Uh, but um, we are always scared to speak up what we have to say so we suffer and we try to be silent in order uh, not to lose what we have in life and that pain just um, we're used to it i'm trying to exploit uh, through my book masks the story of a girl anna and i called her anna because anna it means i am in arabic and it starts it talks about the girl, how she tries to become powerful and famous and what she goes through behind the closed doors and uh, even in with royal family members, powerful people, people who are trying to give her a chance to become famous and as she's trying to take the steps forward and going up, um, she has to give up a lot of values and things that she believes uh, which are correct 
in life in order to reach her goals. And um, she becomes unhappy, and, um, and she wears a lot of masks because we all wear masks as women over there. I think, I don't know, Kate, if you just um, agree with me, but a lot of us, all of us, we wear masks because sometimes we have to in the society. Don't you agree? I think that, yes, you know, regardless of whether we're uh, in in this culture, in Western culture, or elsewhere in the world, uh, I think there's probably that kind of common factor. Maybe not to the same degree, but there's always something that uh, will show different faces to different people. Yeah, but in our in our situation, women over there, and especially public figure, famous women, I mean, as I... Uh, talking my book masks, I say that uh, we wear masks because we are urged to wear masks. We live, I mean, secret lives because we don't have a choice. Men do not look at us to our talent, to our um, hard work, to our intelligence. No, they look to our physical appearance or uh, how much money we have. I mean, your physical appearance plays a big role in your success. And... um, it opens doors, but after the doors are open, you have to give up a lot in order to keep those doors open to you. And it comes a time when you just feel that it just starts ruining you. And uh, I give the message uh, through my book that uh, the society is like um, how much they blame us. And because of the society, we wear masks. Uh, but the message in my book is uh, to show them that, uh, of course, uh, there is a purpose in the story and voices to be heard because besides talking about my story, I'm talking about a lot of people who do not dare to speak up for themselves. Uh, But um, it's about money and power and fame that at some phase in our lives when we try to go after that a lot and do a lot of effort to get it, Especially as women, I mean, with all my respect to our goals and being ambitious, they start to ruin us. And um, your inner peace is ruined. I mean, your conscience, I mean, definitely you cannot go to bed, I mean, with a clear conscience. And uh, then the masks will start controlling you. And I decided that through the book masks to remove them. That's why I'm hoping just to be... Uh, getting it adapted to a TV series or a movie in order to show people because to see through uh, the eyes of people who already had seen what's going on over there with women as public figures and um, women in everyday lives. And I'm not talking about women who are just wearing like a hijab or I'm just talking about very open-minded, up-to-date women. What's going on with them just to bring it to the screen, to the television screen, because I think, I believe that we need to see uh, stories like this, which are inspired by true life events, to touch their souls and uh, to show to the world that women everywhere suffer and uh, we need our, our voices not only to be heard, but to be seen on the screen, regardless what media shows, which is totally different what we see in the media about um, Lebanon and the Arab world and what goes out there to see what really it is to be a woman over there, even with your fancy clothes, the brands, 
the latest cars and um, with servants and drivers, what kind of life you have and how much we suffer because the system does not protect us as much as it should. And so you were this very successful woman in Lebanon because you were a a journalist, an actress, you had your own television show. So you would be regarded as as really at the top of success, right? Well, I don't don't say that I'm at the top. For me, there is no like, um, I cannot give that credit for me. I would just say that I was lucky enough to work hard my way uh, because it was my dream. And uh, I became... Uh, a TV actress, and I had my show because my TV show, and I was a journalist, and I was a marketing manager of three economic magazines, uh, so uh, different economic magazines uh, for 17 years. But uh, for me, it was those were my goals. But once I reached the goals, I just felt that um, in the beginning it was happiness and self-satisfaction and. In a way, uh, how can I put it? I mean, um, I was satisfied because, you know, when you dream of something and you get it, it's like amazing. So you just did it. And then the glamour and the contentment and the power, it just fades. And something else comes in, which is called vanity. And challenge and exhaustion and a uh, a lot of problems, I mean, having uh, this uh, inner inner uh, inner battle between myself, my conscience, my ethics, and with the world around me because I became a totally different person. <laughs> I was a very rude person, very uh, very self-centered, egocentric, very materialistic, and uh, uh, I mean... I didn't even recognize how much I changed. I've changed until I just met my second husband. And even when I started writing about uh, about Anna in the book, and I had to bring up many other uh, ideas and put them in the book in order to make it interesting. But they are all taken from, of course, uh, real life events. I just realized uh, how bitter I was as a person and uh, that makes me sad and uh, I'm not proud of myself and uh, I hope that um, it just inspires women uh, to be careful when we take our steps uh, to reach our goals in life in order not to be um, ruined and not to wear the masks permanently in our lives because um, it's very hard to remove them and um, I think I removed it and uh, by writing the story and uh, that's why I think it has to be uh, seen by the world watched as a TV series because you know uh, it uh, inspires them more as a series uh, on the television uh, because it and, gives us a chance to really experience those those events over a period of time to really begin to integrate it into our own life. Exactly. Right? Uh, we as women are like, um, we are very sensitive human beings. 
but um, sometimes we are driven in the wrong direction because uh, we would have a purpose in life and we will just silence the values because we are urged to silence those values, especially as uh, it is mentioned in always in Me Too movement. Uh, it is the same. And uh, I was just very shocked when my novel just uh, was published in March 2018 and uh, the Me Too movement was out there. It was the perfect timing because I'm just talking about the stories of public figures, whatever going on over there in the other side of the world with um, female celebrities, what happens to them, how do they become famous, um, how we are recognized to be successful, and how much we have to give up in order to stay there because it's not easy to reach our aim. It's harder to stay there. And um, I think that... uh, it was a very good timing because we suffer, but you guys have uh, over here the law beside you, though so we have a lot of organizations over there in Lebanon because Lebanon um, is the most open country over there, I mean, uh, in every way, but still when it comes to uh, rights, when it comes to uh, gender equality, as a liberal and progressive country, it has a long way to go, and um, we as women, uh, we need a lot of power to fight the system. So saying all of that, and it's just so incredible how you just are so vulnerable and open up, I feel like your soul to us, Natalie. <laughs> Thinking about the women in Arab countries, in Lebanon, how do they regard women here in the Western culture? Oh, well, um it depends uh, who are they over there and which group of women are looking mm. at us. I mean, when they look, the conservative, I mean, if they are very re- religiously conservative women, which are the minority, we can say, uh, which is the minority of women, uh, they look at us like uh, not very faithful and uh, they are not very much considerable when it comes to family relations and uh, they just think that in a way they should be more um, more focused on family and faith and religion but the majority of women uh, in Lebanon and Arab countries they envy women over here because they see how much respect you have and you can stand up for yourself. You can just pack your bags and leave and uh, live a life on your own to make choices, not because you want to satisfy the society. This is what I bring. Uh, this is um, one of the main topics that I talk about in my book, Two Masks, that we cannot do however we want, whatever we want. I mean, uh, you when you're divorced here, it's okay. But over there, I mean, I was divorced and I was going to marry my husband and, and the whole family was fighting, not because um, anything was wrong, but because I was divorced. It's like a branded woman, you know. It's not okay <laughs> because she's a, she's a divorced woman. Though in their family, they have a lot of women who are divorced though they do not understand that it's okay to be divorced. So uh, it's, it's, they look at you because they see that you have 
the system by your side. If you are raped, you can stand up and talk about it. But I just talk about a lot of situations, a lot of stories in my book, in the novel, which brings out the voices of so many who do not dare to say that they are raped. The family just uh, hides the subject because for them it's a shame. So when a girl is raped, I mean, she is blamed more than the rapist himself because they would say, what did you do to make him attack you? So you're not the victim anymore. And uh, we just wish we could be more like you and we could wish that you could just embrace us as women in Lebanon and the Arab world and you see how much we have in common as um, we are from the same gender and we are fighting for our rights. And I think that if uh, stories like mine uh, are read more and come to the TV screen as uh, uh, shows, um, abusers over there will be just uh, thinking twice before taking steps because when things are in open, in a way, uh, they will be scared and um, they could not do whatever they're doing till today. And uh, it is very sad. But I think that you guys are lucky, but you don't know how lucky you are. You are blessed, I mean, having to stand up for yourselves. Truly, Kate, I mean... It's amazing. I mean, look at me. I just wrote a book, and uh, it's internationally everywhere online. So, uh, and I'm okay with that. But um, over there, I would have never been able to do that. So, isn't that something that there's one thing about the timing of it—the book coming out when it did in the spring and coinciding with the Me Too movement—but also that you have made the move to the Western culture, that you're living in Canada, that you now have that freedom, that you're able to bring this to light, to have this conversation this morning, to inspire others, to give hope and make us more aware, because uh, otherwise we might just be locked into visions we have of stereotypes. So you really are bringing, you know, valuable information to us. Well, I hope so, because uh, the information I just bring is um, especially to is to women out there because I just want them to know that over there we are wrongly convicted all the time. But but the thing is that, yes, the timing is right. And uh, we have here Me Too movement, and uh, and it's amazing. We do. but um, and, and I think that in a way I'm blessed that I'm here because uh, I have always been the black sheep of the family, if you can say so, uh, because I always told what I can do. For example, when I wrote the book and I sent it to my mom, uh, she just started reading and said, oh my God, you wrote about sex? And that was the first sentence she used. I mean, I said yes, because I'm just shedding lights on certain ideas and points. People have to know about rape. They have to know about abuse. They They have to know about the psychological situation but she was furious and I can understand and my mother is educated I mean she had been a teacher over 20 years and um, I know that she does but I mean the mentality the society over there they do not accept what's going on I mean as if um, they could numb our brains or our way of thinking 
And I think Canada gave me that chance. And now you're giving me the chance to be on air with you and talk to all women out there to say that um, we can have our goals and we can have dreams and we can be ambitious. But how much we are willing to give up and how much we are giving to sacrifice and um, in order to reach our goals. I'm not saying not to be ambitious. It's amazing. And um, I think that uh, if I wouldn't have been there and gone through all those difficulties and made my dreams come true, I wouldn't have been able to write this book. And now I'm writing the second one, of course, also related to masks. But um, there comes a phase in our lives that we have to face our own demons. And that's the hardest part. Because, I mean, truly, I mean, let's face it, I mean, my emotions were destructed. I mean, I, I was not okay. And um, I don't know how they see me now. I mean, over there, like, I wrote a book and uh, I um, talked about a lot of things. Probably they should have had been stayed secret. But these things that I'm talking about, they are not related to our traditions. They are related to taboos. And they just try to teach us to see that these are things we have to respect, we have to obey, but we are not, I mean, um, animals, we are human beings, and I'm not looking out there for equality between men and women. I'm saying if they give us what they have to and they respect us for our abilities and they just look at us for what we can give and what we choose to give, I think that women would be very happy with themselves because this is what I think. There is a difference in nature between men and women, but they underestimate what we have. They just look at the physical appearance. They just look how they could manipulate us because they have the power. They have the system. I mean, if you look around you and you see all powerful institutions, even in Lebanon, in Middle East, and I don't know how much here and over there in the States. I mean, we as women, they say, okay, we're looking for equality. Stop saying that, I say to people. I don't want to be like men. I don't want to manipulate them. <laughs> I just want to be accepted for who I am, not because I can be abused, not because I, I could be raped, not because I have to give up things related to my ethics in order to take things in return. I should take them because I have the talent, because I have the education, because I have the ability, because I have the state of mind to do it. These are the things that I think, this is my opinion. Um, I don't know if you agree with me. I think that these are the things that we are looking for, but uh, they just uh, misinterpret our ideas, uh, men. With all my respect to the minority of men like my husband, who are good to me, to us. I, mean, I don't know how, if you agree with me. Well, you touch on so many key areas, and they're very thought-provoking, very important for us to really discuss. You're putting it out there. And Natalie, with your book, it brings it to light in a story that helps to, you know, bring the conversation forward, I think, a little more readily. So the book, Masks, Fame, Betrayal, Passion. And we should say that it's readily available at all of our favorite book sources. Correct, Natalie? Yeah, it's online. You can find it online on Amazon. 
uh, Barnes and Noble, eBay, um, Angus and Robertson. Uh, when you just write the word masks, M-A-S-K-S, uh, Natalie Restokian, my name is spelled N-A-T-A-L-Y, Restokian, R-E-S-T-O-K-I-A-N. Uh, online, uh, it's available over um, 27 uh, websites, and I think that it might bring tears and shock to a lot of women, but uh, they will understand the story and they will support the story because... It's not only my story inside uh, the book. It's a story of a lot of women who just suffer a lot, and each one of us will um, know that it's a part of our life. Indeed. I think that we will find that there's ways that we can relate to it, and there's so much more that we could have a conversation about, Natalie. But, you know, we've already covered so much territory, and uh, we have to close up this portion of the conversation. But I am just in such admiration of you. I, I really appreciate that you had the strength and the desire to bring this forward. I think that's no no accident and no coincidence. And I just greatly appreciate who you are and what you are doing. So thank you greatly for being with us this morning. Thank you very much, Kate. And thank you for all the listeners. I thank the radio station and uh, everybody. You've been an amazing host. And I love the way that you just talk about your own ideas and you encourage me. And uh, I think we as women, Me Too movement, all of us, I mean, unity is power. And thank you a lot for your time. It's been such an honor to be with you on your show. I wish you a wonderful day. And... uh, We are all Me Too movement. We are all women. We are all one. So let's not forget it. We can change the world. Absolutely. And with that, we're at the end of a very full hour of Inspirational Women with Natalie Rostokian and Sunday Morning Magazine with Steve Pemberton. I'm Kate Daniels, your host, and I greatly appreciate your sharing this hour with me and these special guests. For details you might have missed or information you'd like to know, please just send me an email, kated at warm1069.com, and I will get right back to you. Also, if you'd like to listen again or share these important stories with your family and friends, find the podcast on our Warm 1069 webpage. Click on the On Air tab, then Sunday mornings, and look for the show and guest names. I now wish you and your family a day of finding your authentic self and what that means about who we are in the world. Have a week of the same, and then please plan to join me again next weekend for another hour of Sunday Morning Magazine and Inspirational Women on Warm 106.9, the station to pick you up and make you feel good. Good morning.